faithandgoodcounsel.com presents Pondering Things Catholic with Father Paul Gross. Father Paul is a particular witness of mercy, faith, and virtue with a gift for seeing the connections of faith, health, and daily life struggles in and through the heart of Christ. I'm your host, Stacy Galino. It's so good to be back with you, Father Paul. Thank you. Good to be here, Stacy. And I love our topic today. This has been, you know, it, everybody needs to love this topic, forgiveness. Now, that can bring up a lot of things for a lot of people, and it is a very tough road, but it is so incredibly healing. And in fact, that's our topic, the healing power of forgiveness. Absolutely. Right, right. And Absolutely. there's, I know you've chosen a scripture for us to meditate upon as we reflect today and talk in our podcast today. Could you read that for Absolutely. us, please? Absolutely. So this is, as we begin this topic for forgiveness, it's good to start with the Word of God and guiding mm-hmm. us in life topics, especially for this big topic. So this is from the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. This is the story of the unforgiving servant. Then Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the reckoning, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But that same servant, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison till he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger his Lord delivered him to the jailers till he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Ooh, there's a a lot. Amen. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. I wonder, Father, what was your inspiration in choosing this particular scripture to talk today with us about the healing power of forgiveness? Well, I think for me, it was there's two things going on. First, you have Peter's question. More than two things, three things, really. You have Peter's question to Jesus, and in Jesus' response, 70 times seven, uh, which essentially for uh, the Jewish people, seven was a number of perfection. And so the 70 times seven means simply you forgive endlessly. 
to the perfection, if you will. Um, and then he goes into this parable, that this unmerciful servant. And every time Jesus gives a parable, there's always some kind of a, a twist to it. And I think the twist in this parable, this lesson, if you will, to be learned through a story is what simply what a parable is. The twist is this servant who owes first the king a huge debt, huge debt. Actually, it says uh, 10,000 talents, which in modern day times would have been millions upon millions. It would have been impossible for him to pay back this debt, impossible. And so in, in doing so, the Lord, the king, if you will, forgives the servant of the debt. And after that takes place, the second thing happens, a servant turns around and he's unwilling to forgive his fellow servant who owes him 100 denarii, which would probably been about a day's wage, I believe, around that. And he's unwilling to forgive him in that, in something that he owed him. And so what I like to think of when we speak about forgiveness, what is it? What exactly is forgiveness? Well, from this gospel, I think forgiveness is is tearing up a debt that somebody may owe you, right? Somebody has hurt you, right? And they owe you something. They may owe you an apology. They may owe, how can I pay back? But it's tearing that debt up, right? And I love this because it it shows first the what forgive unforgiveness can do for us. You notice the uh, the servant who is unforgiving towards his fellow servant. You know he seizes him right when he won't or he can't pay it back. It says he seizes him and he grabs him by the throat. Right, another mm. translation would be he chokes him. And so there's this anger that's there, that's binding, if you will the servant who's willing to not forgive. Mm. Um, and it goes to a beautiful quote that uh, that I often, when I give a, a sermon or a homily on unforgiveness, you know, unforgiveness is like drinking poison, hoping the other person will die. Ooh. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison, hoping the other person will die. So you can just hear in that quote a lot of anger, you know, Absolutely. that can fester and resentment and bitterness that can build up in the heart. And it's showed in this uh, parable that Jesus gives, the unforgiving servant is choking his fellow servant, you know, who owes him what a day's wage is a very, very, very small amount. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what unforgiveness can do for us. Oh, it can yeah. cause us to wither away, our souls to wither away um, in anger and bitterness and hurt. And it's like drinking poison, hoping the other person will die, you know, because they hurt us, you know, and they owe us a debt. So that's kind of, there's a lot there, obviously. Oh, there is a lot there. And, you know, there were a number of thoughts that were sort of bearing fruit in my mind about places to go with this topic. But, you know, one of the first is that you and I both see and minister to a lot of people who are in a lot of pain. And perhaps you've been in a lot of pain in your life, Father. I know I certainly have. And one thought can be, well, they're just talking about money here. Well, you don't know what's really happened to me or this person or that person. I could never forgive for this or that injury to my body, to my person, you know, what have you. You hear these stories that are just horrific and you can't yeah. get your mind around. And yet the Lord Jesus Christ tells us, He commands us to forgive. Number one, how is that possible? And why would He ask us to do this when we've been hurt so very, very deeply? Is there something that's incredibly healing about the forgiveness, you know, and are we excusing that other person for the injury to us? Yeah. Whenever we speak about forgiveness, there's also some what it is and what it is not. What it is not, we can first say that forgiveness is not denying that you are hurt. And I think sometimes in 
the deep recesses of our heart, we tell ourselves that if I do forgive this person, then I'm denying that this hurt actually happened. Right. And, I, and I'm and not willing a, to do that. That's a big one. That's I'm not willing one. to do that. But that's that's a lie. That's not what forgiveness is saying. It's not saying that this person has truly hurt you. It's not denying that they may have uh, committed this horrendous act to you, this this injustice to you in a small or a very, very deep way, as you were saying. It's not denying that very fact. But what forgiveness is doing, it's tearing up this debt that they owe you. Because what the Lord, I think, recognizes, especially from the scripture passage, is that unforgiveness builds a wall around our heart, and it can keep the wounds in. Mm -hmm. Rather than bringing the wounds to the surface to be healed, it keeps the wounds in. And that's, again, going back to the drinking poison. If the wall is around our heart, we can't never be healed. We can. Mm. We always keep the wounds of the hurt in. Again, the anger, the resentment, the bitterness, and that manifests itself in many different things. Right later on in life, as you will, you know, see in your practice, uh, addiction, horrible anger problems, rage, depression, despair. You know, that ultimately lead to just even something as as grave as as suicide, taking one's Absolutely. own life. And um, physical ailments, you know, the body absolutely. over time, over time, you begin to see the actual, the body yeah. itself, physical ailments in the body breaking down. And many people don't make those connections to past wounds that, you know, of course, as a nurse and nurse practitioner, that, that term really brings up visuals for me and smells and sights. And if you think about wounds that are left to fester, we'll just leave it at that. It's never good for the person. Yeah. Do you know? So, so Absolutely. yeah, like I a mean, cancer to the soul, it just yeah. kind of begins to spread. And so the first, I think, in forgiveness is recognizing in, in your own self, this is something I need to do. I'm not there yet, but it's something I need to do. And that's, I would say that's probably the first step is something yes. I need to do because I'm, I, I don't want this anger anymore. It's good for me. It's good for to do me. It. Exactly. it really has almost nothing to do. If, we, if you can get to that place at first, focus more on the self in a loving way and your relationship with God and doing what He's commanding you to do and let the Lord handle the fruit. Mm-hmm. Is that more of a way of, of putting this? Absolutely. It's loving yourself. It's loving right? yourself. In a way. It's loving yourself. And it's. It does and it doesn't have to do with the other person. Right. Um, but I think this is about healing of our own heart. Amen. You know, it's feeling about our own heart. Because if and, we can then, you know, at some point get to the place where we can offer that suffering for the other person, that might be a lot at first with mm-hmm. some of the wounds that people are carrying. Yeah. You know, I, at least that I've seen that. could be the that. end, yeah. part of the end journey, right? Yes. The beginning is just recognizing this is something I, I need to do. I need to do. Yeah. Uh, another... Uh, just kind of switching gears a little bit. Another thing that sometimes what forgiveness, uh, we talked about uh, what it is, what it is not. Another thing that we can often tell ourselves in our heart of what forgiveness may be in our own heart, but it's a lie, is that um, forgiveness is the same as recon- reconciling with that person. This well, you know, is Father, important. I've heard this in confession. Father, mm-hmm. well, they're not sorry for what they did, they haven't apologized, so I can't forgive them. And there's a difference between. Forgiving one person, somebody from the heart, as Jesus says in the gospel, and being reconciled to that person. And we were speaking earlier before we began uh, this podcast this morning about sometimes it's actually imprudent to try to be reconciled with this person, uh, depending on whatever it was in the moment. But it that, can be, yeah, yeah. But it's always forgiveness is always something that would be. It's always a 
good timing to begin the process of forgiveness, right. right? When we recognize in our hearts, this is something that I need to do. Even right? if we're just praying for the desire, <laughs> for the grace, yeah. for the desire to want yeah. to forgive. And I've told people in mm-hmm. confession when they come to me and they said, well, I have unforgiveness in my heart, Father. And I said, well, you know what? The fact that you're here and you're confessing that is a first step. Well, mm. a second step. You've recognized I need to do it. And now I obviously am confessing this to Father because I have a desire to do it, mm. but I'm not ready yet to say, Jesus, I forgive this person for X, Y, Z, but there you go. You know, there's a desire. So praying for that, recognizing I need it, praying for the desire. And sometimes, and that would most likely mean bringing it to confession, maybe to a, to a confessor, to a spiritual director and speaking about it. I think too, sharing it with another person, right? Not keeping it bottled up. That's right. exactly what Satan wants. He wants you to Bottle it up, keep it to yourself. Nobody wants to hear your problems. Nobody cares about your problems. And if he can bottle it up, he'll keep it in the dark. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's where, as I say, a fungus grows in the oh, dark. But as soon as the mm-hmm. light hits it, and that's, uh, it begins to, to die. And so when you can share it to a confidant, somebody who you trust, uh, or within the sacrament, the seal of confession, in an appropriate safe place, then Right there. I mean, there's, we just gave you three steps right. to beginning the, the process of being healed through forgiveness. Of so. your own self being yeah, healed. absolutely. You know, I love that you brought up this, you know, there are all these different scenarios that, you know, when forgiveness is necessary, which is all of the time, but that you brought up when someone refuses to apologize or, or in the scenario when it's unsafe to be reconciled with that person, and yet I'm being called, I know that I'm being called to forgive that person while I'm yet still being hurt, even if it's emotionally or psychologically or what have you, but maybe we're not called physically to be in relationship with that person. Mm -hmm. That can be a real sticking point and a real hard place for people because we're so afraid, and rightly so, of being vulnerable to that person again. It takes yeah. on another, it's one thing to you know, to think we're denying or mitigating or excusing somehow that person's actions. That's one splinter of the cross. And then there's this being, I'm going to be made powerless again underneath mm-hmm. this person's you know abuse or what have you. There's so many layers to this, I guess, Father, is what I'm trying to say. And I'm sure that you're receiving that both in confession, but also in pastoral counseling. And I think the point would be, it just takes time sometimes, doesn't it? It and, takes time. And there's grace in the time. Absolutely. there's, And I think this is, especially if it was a, a grave injustice and a grave hurt, to dismiss it as, oh, just forgive them. Just say in your heart, yeah. I forgive them. That can actually, people that have been, for example, abused or something, that's almost kind of, and I've, I have situations in pastoral counsel where people have told, and they're good-hearted people, they don't mean anything, but it is almost like what that person may hear from this person who may say, well, just forgive them or give mm-hmm. them a book on forgiveness and just mm-hmm. go about your way. Go about your way and just do it in your heart. You can do it. It could almost be like you're excusing that person may hear you're just excusing my hurt. Absolutely. Just, and that's hurt. That is another, that's another element of <laughs> yeah, the cross yeah. of this whole and thing. And I've had that with folks who are good, great Catholics who feel like nobody understands me. It's not that easy to just forgive, just say it in your heart, just do it one time. And no, it, it can be a process. Amen. And we have to acknowledge that we've given you some steps, you know, in that and some things, lies that can be in our heart to keep us from going forward in that process. But we acknowledge, especially if it's a grave injustice, that 
it is a process. It is a process um, in coming to, and the Lord knows that. He's He's with us in the journey. He's mm-hmm. not waiting for us on the other side going, well, you know, once you can forgive this person completely, well, then you could have my love. Then I will be with you. Mm-hmm. Then I'll be in relationship with you. No, he is right there with you every little baby step of the way. And I think that's important for people to know because sometimes people feel like, I know I need to forgive, but I can't. And so I'm a bad person for that. I'm a Mm. bad Catholic for that. I'm a bad Christian for that. When I'm telling you, no, that's not true at all. You know, that it is a journey. And Jesus, he knows your heart better than you know it yourself. And so just coming to a place of knowing I need to forgive, I want a desire to forgive, He's right there with that, and He's walking you through this journey. And maybe even listening to this podcast is part of that journey. Amen. And, That's what and we the pray. healing. That's, That's what we're what praying we pray. for. But you mentioned one thing too, Stacy, about one of the lies we can convince ourselves that, well, if I do forgive this person, then I'm making myself vulnerable to be hurt again. And of course, subjectively we say that, but if we try to look at it and we step back, we know that's not true. I mean, this person may, we have obviously may not have any contact with them at all. And, but I think sometimes it's a way of our, and you could probably speak better to this, it's a way of our psyche just to protect ourselves. Oh, you know? clearly. It, it's a false way, reason. but it's, yeah, right. it's, it's a way of thinking, I have to protect myself. And so if I do forgive this person, I'm making myself vulnerable mm-hmm. to be hurt again, which of course is, is not true. It's not true. And coming to that point of realization, again, is part of the journey. And it increases your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, because when we take this particular battle, this particular journey of forgiveness, and we may want and so desire that peace and freedom that it brings, and we're just having trouble getting there, and again, on this pilgrimage of forgiveness, remembering, what's been helpful for me is remembering, not just in my mind, but in my body, the passion of our Lord Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ who said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. And really reflecting on the passion, not only of our Lord Jesus Christ, but of His mother, the seven sorrows of Mary. Mm. And, you know, that does a number of things. First of all, the graces that we could never try to even capture in our lifetime, Father, the healing that we can't even imagine. But it, just in a real concrete sense, it removes our thoughts from the other person and what they did and what— it's inexplainable. But if we remove our eyes from the hurt and all the dynamics there within, and we choose prayerfully to reflect on the passion and on Our Lady's sorrows, healing comes over time that is beyond explanation. Yeah. It just because it, it's supernatural. It's, it's supernatural. It's beyond any kind of psychological explanation. This is again, this is where psychology meets spirituality. And the two under the umbrella of truth go hand in hand, you know? And so mm-hmm. two things that you mentioned about not focusing on the person and the hurt they cause me, whenever we do that, we inevitably, they still do have some kind of control over us. We're allowing yeah. ourselves to be under their power by just continuing to focus on what they did to me. And that that keeps us from being free. You know, we, what is the the ultimate goal that we want to get to in, in this journey of forgiveness, the finish line, if you will, is a sense of being free yes. from the hurt, the anger, the bitterness that keeps us from flourishing mm-hmm. and being the person that Jesus is calling us to be. And you also mentioned, too, when focusing on the passion of Christ away from the person and the hurt and the past experiences and just dwelling on those things, focusing on His passion, 
does one of two things. First, it enables us to join ourselves to him in the hurt, you know, join ourselves to him in our own hurt, right? But also to, and I've told this to people in confession, is to ask Jesus when he says that from the cross, this beautiful portrayal of forgiveness, Father, forgive them, they know not what they do as they're nailing him to the cross, is that Jesus, give me some of that. Mm, <laughs> I, I say, some of just that. <laughs> Jesus, give me some of that. Give me yeah. some of that that you, give me some of your forgiveness, right? And the Lord wants us to do that because whenever we do that, that that's an act of humility. Mm. We're recognizing I cannot do this by myself. I need you, Jesus. And that's what he wants. He wants us, he thirsts that we may thirst for him especially when it comes to something that he has asked us to do. He would never ask us to do something like forgive seven times, 70 times, and then not give us the grace to do right. it, right? That wouldn't be a loving God. That would be a tyrant. And so- But that he didn't say it was going to be easy. No, he didn't say it was going to be easy, right? It, that's right. that Part of that is that cross, picking up and following me, you know? It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a challenge. I'm going to, and you know, going back to the fall and Adam and Eve and- after the fall, you know, God, the consequences of sin being a challenge, like mm -hmm. the sweat of your brow, working the, the land and by the sweat of your brow, and also childbearing. God was teaching them through trials and through sacrifices how to love again mm -hmm. and to trust in Him. And so this journey of forgiveness for ourselves is teaching us how to love, how to trust in Him evermore mm. in the end. And oh, it's definitely hard for sure, but again... Jesus, give me some of your forgiveness, meditating on those mysteries of the passion with Our Lady as well, who again becomes this model discipleship in all things, in forgiveness, forgiving the people that killed her own son. And so mm. asking Our Lady, you know, how would any mother refuse their child something that was this good? Give me some of your forgiveness. Yes. Help me in that. And so... Uh, well, that's like a big step in the journey, you know. Oh, yes. Uh, we're giving you all these different steps, but that is a, a huge step uh, in the journey. And the second thing, too, is also in, in light of the gospel that I read at the beginning of our podcast is we begin to see the mercy that God has shown us, right? This, The Lord forgave this gentleman 10,000 talents, right? Far more than he could ever pay back. He obviously didn't recognize the generosity, mm. <laughs> the generosity, the unbelievable generosity of the Lord, of the King, he couldn't have, if he would have recognized that, he wouldn't have turned around and expressed this unforgiveness towards his fellow servant. It was something he failed to see, mm. right? And I think, too, when we can start with, look how much Jesus has forgiven me and all of my past sins against him, right? And his unbelievable generosity and showing mercy to me, the more I can come to terms with that in my prayer life, the more I could turn around and show it towards others, just like this unforgiving servant failed to do, right? right? And I think that's the point of the parable is the Lord is asking us first, again, look look at me, look at my passion, look what I've done for you and how much I love you and how love is expressed in mercy in a beautiful way on the cross, then I can turn around and I can reflect that towards others. It's almost Ooh. like me showing this person God's mercy through me, right? Yes. In, in beautiful ways. Um, I know exactly. Father, I, I would just keep it short. I 
have experienced these things that you're talking about today. So I want to just tell your listeners that all of this is truly, truly possible. Father has given us today some very first steps. Mm-hmm. You can just, sometimes it might be a white knuckle decision. I want to, want to, want to forgive. I want to have that desire. So I'm going to go and seek that you know, maybe through some pastoral counseling, through some Catholic psychotherapy, or in confession, absolutely, in confession, and through Scripture and uh, and so forth. But taking us to—I think there's never really an end of this journey, Father, but what we begin to see as we have traveled along this experience of the interiority, if you will, of giving ourselves over to this healing power of forgiveness, how do we know, you know, as our final maybe point today, that we've actually forgiven— well, I kind it's of. Not a check box, it, yeah, it's right? not it's a checkbox. It's not checkboxes. No, it's not a checkbox by any means. I think, well, the healing, which obviously with healing brings a sense of peace and a sense of a sense of freedom, a sense of freedom. The truth will set you free. Yeah, I love, it really that's does. That's one of my uh, my mantras, if you will. The truth in all things will set you free, and so the truth and seeing how much the Lord has loved me, how much I'm called to forgive will set me free. Um, Mm. And freedom is, as St. Paul says very clearly, why our Lord came to set us free from sin and death, to be those people that he's called us to be, to be the man, to be the woman that he wants us to be, to flourish and to be free in his love for us, in our sonship, in our daughtership. And with that freedom, brings joy and happiness. Um, and that's kind of the end goal, if you will. Yes. Um, and who doesn't ourselves. want that? Yeah, who for doesn't ourselves. Want... Yeah. Yes, definitely, um, definitely. Oh, Father, it's been wonderful. And there's so much, I'm sure, that we'll talk more about forgiveness because it's an ongoing topic. It is. You know? I, I think before we go, I just want to let folks know that it is a journey. And I just want to reiterate that, right? And that not to make this, well, just... Forgive in your heart and move on. That it is a journey to let them know our Lord is with them in that journey. Absolutely. 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 Well, thank you, Father Paul Gross. You're welcome. See you next time.